Hey, Spit and Chicklets listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. This episode of Spit and Chicklets is brought to you by Black Buffalo. Guys, you know I'm not a huge tobacco guy out there, but that's why Black Buffalo is great. It's the only tobacco-free dip that delivers the same experience as traditional smokeless products, just without the tobacco leaf or stem, so you don't have to worry about all those problems that come with it. The taste, the texture, the rich dark color, and yeah, the nicotine. You can keep the ritual, but ditch the tobacco. Great stuff. Black Buffalo makes tobacco-free long cut and pouches at the factory down south and the flavors of wintergreen, mint, and straight. I'm a big wintergreen guy myself. Try the the mint not a big straight guy but i like a little flavor the pouches are out of stock but you can buy and pre-order them now the peach long cut is coming back soon as well black buffalo sells exclusively on their website with free shipping head to blackbuffalo.com and use the code chicklets that's c-h-i-c-l-e-t-s for 20 percent of your first order follow them on all social media at black buffalo inc for updates discounts and badass content born in the midwest raised in the south charge ahead with black buffalo Everybody. Welcome to episode 82 of Spit and Chicklets, brought to you by Barstool Sports. Say hello to super producer Mikey Grinelli. Hello, gentlemen. Wild Ryan Whitney. How are you? Not sure what his blood alcohol content is tonight, but in uh, our boy out in the desert, Biz Nasty 3.0. Good evening. Ooh, good evening, Mr. Phelps. All right, tonight... Um, We'll get to a little later, but Pittsburgh knocked. Uh, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh did not knock anybody out. They got knocked out. They bid for three straight. Dunzo, you just trolling me, dude. No, it wasn't even. I, I'm just a little slow today. Uh, and uh, once again, we're uh, watching a game as we record. Nashville presently has a two nothing lead with 18:35 left in the second in Winnipeg, trying to force a game seven. So, Biz, kick it off, brother. What do you got for us? Well, we're gonna start off with Boston Tampa. That series is. is uh, so See you later. Two. What are we gonna talk about? <laughs> I don't get it. Oh god, you fucking crazy. I don't get your your fucking grandpa jokes. Anyway, Suck let's, on that one. Let's get uh, down to business. Uh, we Boston, got some business. Boston, Tampa. Boston won game one. I was not phased. I stayed right on course. I called this one all the way, and uh, Tampa just absolutely dummied them. Ra, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, and and I guess emotions towards this end of the season for the Bruins you know I marinate on my thoughts for a day or so and let it know, marinate guy I'm a big marinate guy I'm, a, I'm not even Italian either hey, no you know what the Bruins they had a great year I mean so a lot of people so-called experts like in quotes had them not even go into the playoffs I personally did um you know they they, they looked to me they looked to me like a team like that was a little out of gas but Tampa dummied them. Tampa just was stronger on defense, stronger in goaltending. Their forward depth was so much better. The Bruins got no secondary score, and they had to rely on that top line, and they couldn't do it every night. Um, I mean, you, there's no shame in losing to Tampa Bay. I mean, it sucks because you get your hopes up, hopes up and, you know, the, the, the Toronto series definitely took something out of them. I, I just don't think we saw the best out of the Bruins very much in that series because – 
they would they just were going against a team who didn't have to play as much. And Tampa's better, man. We saw it. And then and the elephant in the room. I know we bitched about the referee in all series, but listen, you don't lose a series four to one because of referees. I mean, and the referees you can't even say they cost them a victory. I mean, they missed the penalty on the Kucherov, uh, knock a McAvoy down, but it was still tied for seven minutes. And fucking Bruce Cassidy still had Gionta and Donato together on the ice together three minutes into overtime, which was like, what are you doing? This guy hasn't played. And I hate, you know, I hate this bad, like, sound like I disparage players because I got all the respect in the world for you guys. Like, you yeah, know, but you I say that every time. Well, because I, mean, we, I do. But if you read my shit over the years, I never make personal personal attacks unless your name's Matt Cook or fucking Rafi Torres. I mean, I, I'm always respectful <laughs> about criticizing guys. And the guy hadn't played in a month. He, 39 years old. I mean, he hadn't really played much the last couple of years. He played nine minutes a month ago. Now you're going to put him in the biggest game of the year. It just looked like a overthinking, overcoaching. Uh, but hats off to Tampa, man. They're a great team. Uh, I'm really happy you said that when you lose four to one, it wasn't the refs. I mean, God, living around and living in Boston, like Jesus Christ, with the refs. The refs weren't great. They haven't been great in any series. You got dummied, uh, Biz. Did you say dummied? Dominated. Whatever you said. I mean, Tampa. Tampa's just a way better team. And I, once again, I was wrong. I'm I'm all for three. I'm gonna fuck. I'm I'm gonna go all for four. If, if Nashville loses, are they winning right now? Yeah, they're up 2 nothing. Winnipeg actually is on the power play right now. Plenty of time left, 17 minutes left. All right, well, keep me so. updated on that. Good I'm on Nashville, but I had Pittsburgh tonight. Shocker. But uh, I get away from myself. The refs the refs are the refs. I mean, the, the missed call was bad against McAvoy. Doesn't, that's not the game, though. You're right, mm-hmm. Andre. It was tied. Um, the issue was just five on five. I mean, I don't yeah. think they scored a goal since – did they score a goal in the last four games? Did they? I, I think they went f- uh, four games without a five-on-five goal. Five-on-five goal, and yeah. they had zero uh, pressure in the offensive zone. They never could get any like secondary chances or sustained pressure. And Tampa just kept coming in waves. Dude, that Yanni Gord is no joke. He's a fu- he's a gamer. He's a pain in the ass to play against. He's a truck. So is that Paquette? Biz, is that Paquette like a tough guy? Uh, modern day, I would say he's a modern day tough guy. Like, he's, would you he, have fought him if he was in the minors, or was he not oh, fighting guys like you? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think I ever played against him, but he plays that role well. He's a, he's a great role player, especially on that team. He does, uh, you know, he, he has enough skill where he can he can help out on on a depth line. Now, I, I just wanted to touch on the fact that Boston did did deal with a ton of adversity through this round. Um, of course, with with the nagging injuries to some guys, uh, of course, Bacchus in the last game. I mean, that probably at that point wasn't a a, a huge loss, but still, nonetheless, we'll get into that later. Uh, Crude going down the game before. Uh, the refereeing definitely didn't go in their favor, but I think that ultimately you make your own breaks, and and Tampa just controlled the play a, a ton. And and when you have the puck on your stick, chances are you're going to get the calls. Um, uh. Fuck, I almost... Uh, you forgot the biggest one, Biz. Dude. What do you mean? What? The, the guy who was leaving that they tried to win it for, Rene. He was leaving. It was his last we're, season. I mean, that was... We're, we're going to get to that. Uh, I... <laughs> Fuck, all right. Can I fucking talk? <laughs> fucking hey, Christ. I'll tell you, dude. It looked like you were struggling, dude. I was gonna trying to throw you a bone, bro. Well, I was going to say the biggest thing to me was it's amazing how that first-round matchup ended up kind of screwing over Boston in, in helping Tampa. And it all came down to that last game of the season against each other that they had to make up. And uh, Florida. Boston lost to Florida that game. Correct. Well, yeah. But they, they also had a, make, a makeup game right before that, did they not? 
I think the makeup game was the last game of the year against the Panthers. And they had to win that game, and they lost. And And they lost. And then they ended up getting a tough first-round matchup against the Leafs, and then then Tampa got to to walk all over um, uh, New Jersey. So – to me, that uh, that made a huge difference, and I thought that they blew their load, especially considering that Boston relies so heavily on their top end guys, and Tampa is they're off to the conference finals with only ten games played. Uh, yeah, they look they look really really they're so fast. Braden Point, dude, talk about being a gamer I and mean, the guy five minus five in game one. I think we that was since the last podcast, but and then he just ripped it up the rest of the series, playing against the top line too. Hedman and Strawman, even Girardi was good this series. Throwback. Yes, he was. But Hedman and Strawman, I mean, Strawman's steady Eddie out there, steady Eddie Belfour, even though that's a goalie. I just was trying to think of someone named Eddie. But basically, <laughs> Hedman Eddie just runs the show. 28 minutes a game. Sk- Dude, how does that guy skate so fast? He's like 6'7". He's flying around like somebody who's 5'10". So that team's built to, I mean, they're built to win it all. Callahan on the fourth line, even though he got his face licked from bottom to top by Martian. We'll get into that. That fourth line with Kunitz, uh, they make a huge difference. So Tampa, Tampa was a better team. They're a better team. And the Bruins, they couldn't break out of their own end. I've never seen so many turnovers in their own end. It was just turnover. They couldn't get, they couldn't get any rhythm going. And what? Oh my, dude! Sorry, Nashville three nothing. Hobbitson between the legs in front of the net, dude. You got to see the fucking highlight. Unreal oh, like goal. a filthy goal. Yeah, well, like just embarrassing. Like, like, Speaking of like filthy, I think we should uh, maybe get into that lick, and it, which is oh. weird. We didn't even talk about uh, Marshawn the first round kissing Komarov because to me it was like, oh, it's classic Marshawn. It's not even that big of a deal. Um. But then uh, things have been getting uh, greasier and greasier out there, and he decides to uh, to lick Callahan's face. <laughs> like, like uh, Biz, I was so I was literally like, oh my god, dude! If I did that to my wife, my bank account would be cut in half. I'd be divorced. Let alone do it to some guy in an NHL game. I can't believe Callahan didn't like go fucking psychotic right when it happened and try to well, dunk him. Was in I shock. To, he was in shock, but like, dude, that's like worse than getting spit in the face. I feel like a straight up lick, like oh. chin to nose, dude. <laughs> the picture forever in time. That picture now sits in Callahan's life is just a tongue up his snout from Brad Marchand. All right, what what are the people of Boston saying about this? Idiots in the radio, which I don't even listen to sports radio in this town anymore, really. They call up saying they should trade them. And then you got people saying it was sexual assault. And then you got people who have actually been sexual assaulted well, saying, I mean, no, that's offensive was. to sexual assault victims. Well, well, it's funny. It's a, In a work environment, it's definitely like, I mean, you guys, it's 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 on the ice, but it's still your, your workplace. And for have, I mean, if you're in an office and someone comes up and licks your face, it's it's it could be sexual harassment in that, in that arena. You know, it, it was definitely weird. Um, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it. But what I don't get is why the fucking refs didn't just blow him for fucking unsportsmanlike. Because if I, I went and read the rule, and it says like, you know, unsportsmanlike is anything of the following, not including but not limited to hair pulling, um, biting. I was like, hey, shout out 2011 Vancouver Canucks, uh, grabbing the face mask, and it was like, well, and it said et cetera. It's like, well, uh, the, football, the, huh? 
What do you mean grabbing the face? No, grabbing the, the, the grab hold of a face mask. Like if she, that's what it said. You you can't grab hold of a face mask. That can be oh. unsportsmanlike. But what I'm getting at was the rule to me was open to interpretation. The ref could say, fuck it, get in the box for doing that. Two minutes for unsportsmanlike. Like they can't take it back. They can't rescind it after the game. The league might say, "Oh, you can't penalize them for licking." But at least the referees would have forced the fucking NHL's hand, and they could have nipped this in the bud. Then we, what happens? It becomes like the end of slap shot when all Ned right, Braden. All right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, dude, I'm fired up. I'm on high. No shit. Like, don't. I'm not blaming anybody for the way it was handled. A guy licked a guy in the face in an NHL game. Everybody was in fucking shock. It so, was shocking. Like. I, like I saw it on Twitter, and I'm thinking, "Wow! Like, thanks, Brad Marchand. Now we get shit to talk about, and and that's why I love the move, is because it's it's just pure drama. Get the get the the clicks, the the page views, the licks, and, get and, the licks. And, and hear me out. So I'm on Twitter when this happens, and I was on the main page, and and I was reading about how DJ Khaled said in an interview that he doesn't eat his wife out. And then all of a sudden I go back to my my page, like that all the people I follow. And then all of a sudden it's it, it's showing clips of Marshawn licking this guy's face. And that's when I sent out that tweet of like, holy shit, what are the chances of the day that DJ Colley says he doesn't eat his wife's pussy, that Marshawn licks an NHL guy in the face? Like the Dude, stars aligned. You had like, what, 15,000 retweets? Well, I just, yeah, I just, that, that was my yeah. Mona Lisa. Grinelli, what do you got? I don't really give a shit. I don't really give a shit. I think Marshan's the man. I think he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's the biggest (laughs) troll in the NHL, so I don't care. I think Marshan's awesome for the NHL. I think he's great for it. He gets people talking about it, and at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. So that's the one factor where, like, apparently Biz, when when they showed the replay on the – I don't know. Was anyone at the game? Were any of you guys at the game? No. So – uh, but I, I read that when they showed the replay on the big screen, like the the garden went nuts when they like went an in close shot of the lick. So I could see people like, and in Martian's defense, not that there I, I is defense. The I was at the game. I just for, completely forgot I was there. Did that happen? Did the place go nuts? Yeah, but I was really fucked up. So I don't really remember. You don't remember. You don't remember Granelli. I saw you that night. Yeah, really Granelli was beaten off to it. <laughs> hey, but like I, I just. So when the crowd goes nuts, you got to think like, all right, Marshawn, he's just all he wants to do is rattle people. And he's like, I found I'm just thinking of another way. He just found like another way just to piss people off. And basically, he, he had the league make a rule. You can't do it anymore. I think Colin he's, Campbell called I can Colin Campbell's a, like a like he gives guys shit like in direct manner. You know what I'm saying? Biz? like he's a no bullshitter. And he's sure. like, I bet you he was like. What the fuck are you doing? Cut the shit. Like, why are you licking people? We're the biggest story in sports right now because we have players licking each other in the face. And that's and that's why I'm not mad at it. Putting hockey on the map. You know ESPN's probably going to show that, and, and they don't fucking show any hockey. Now, uh, I guess I'm so – thank God Callahan was in shock like that because I don't know. It depends on what, uh, what situation I was in. I might have quickly uppercutted him, and he would have been missing his tongue. Now, I was going to say, how did nobody try to uh, – yeah, if you're Callahan, even next game, dude, I feel like I'd be like, I want to end this guy's career. He licked me in the face. It seemed like the refs were letting him because, like, the, the refs seemed like their hands were tied. Like, they were afraid to call an unsportsmanlike on him. So they were like, okay, we'll, let, we'll just let Callahan punch him in the face a few times. It was – Maybe you just lick him right thing. back. 
I just, like I said, I think the NHL could have nipped it in the bud earlier just by having, just tell the reps call, call for unsportsmanlike. But it's just funny how everyone's like, this is ruining hockey. Like, oh, this well, is disgusting. It has no gotta, place in the game. And meanwhile, like, guys are getting fucking ted conniptions because their brains are fucking synapsing on them. But uh, let's uh, let's jump to the, the one major thing we haven't discussed, and it's uh, Rene Rancourt. He's now uh, officially retired. Smell you later, Rene. I, I know how Wit feels about it. Uh, uh, wedding singer heaven. It was. Uh, it was. Guys, not literally. It was a little bittersweet. I thought when he gave it four fist pumps in in game three, it was too too much. I think I, I was like, oh wow, I was actually shocked, and and I didn't I didn't feel good about the bees after that. And then of course in game four when he doubles down and does five, it just seemed a little desperate to me. And he just uh, you know it's. You know, he got a little older and just he just you know couldn't finish uh, finish strong. I mean, dude, he did five because he's like never done five, I bet, and it's his last game, so he's like, look at me. It's no surprise. He could probably try to say it was because it was game five. I mean, dude, every well, dog gets their four, day. Though. Every single person reaches a date when they're no longer relevant or needed in every business, except for like. You own Facebook or some shit. You realize he retired on his own, right? He didn't just get like kicked out. I, you don't think there was some like inside, maybe like, dude, it's time, time's up. Yeah, right. He would have went public with that, and there would have been no one. Why in the would crowd. he ever retire? Nobody would what be there. Need, what, what do you need rest from? His retirement's been a, it's been a long time coming. It, they've been talking about it behind the scenes for years. That's why they've been auditioning so many other singers the last couple of years to trying to find a new one. Hey, I have a question. Is it true that he doesn't stick around for the games? He he just goes home I would after. Be, I would bet no chance. I don't know, but I would bet no way. Maybe he's, a, got, maybe, a, dude, he's maybe. got a gig in Revere at like the Squire or something like that. <laughs> I, I I heard, or I think I might have read it on Twitter that he he shows up. He does his mental preparation. He goes to his oxygen room. He gets a little rub down from the trainers. I actually heard too that uh, Chara couldn't get massaged before Game Three because he, he, <laughs> he had he had a little groin issue bugging him because you know he tiptoes off on that carpet. He he pulled something earlier in uh, Round One, but uh, and, and then obviously he he does his meditation out in the hallway. That's when the remember I told you in Worcester when the kid came and talked to him and he went banana lance. And then he finally belts it out, and then a couple fist bumps. By then, he's probably exhausted, and he, he doesn't want to stick around for the game because he's—I mean—he's already performed his show. Speaking of you know Yanni Good, we were just talking about talking about singers. You know he's named after the the, the singer Yanni or the flutist Yanni. Remember the dude with the mustache years ago? Don't Is that a fact? That. Or are you just making that up? Doc Emmerich dropped it on there the other day. That's not—it's not an RA fact. It's a doc fact. And by the doc way, facts DJ, are, doc facts are legit. Legit. Too. And DJ Khaled, really? dude, that. That is yeah, the worst but, fucking thing I've ever heard, dude. Like, go ahead. Like saying you like that you're not eating pussy makes you masculine. That's like the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, like I'm a man. I don't eat pussy. It's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, all right. I'm pretty sure that he's not like the majority there. Like, that's not much of a hot take. I mean, he's a fucking who's ever said that before. Oh, it's that's been that's a that's a big like uh, hood hot guy type thing. Like, you know. Like there's a lot of well, rap guys whatever. Like man, I don't, I don't eat push. Like they think there's like something feminine. The Sopranos actually did a, a, a pot, a bit on that. I mean, it was the Sopranos, but talking about going down a girl makes you like fucking. Cause you eat a pussy, you are a pussy. Basically, that's the Sopranos was way of looking that's at it. Yeah. A, that's such it's, a, a, a macho machismo. man's insecurity. That, that, exactly. That's such a joke. It if is, you're it. if you're one of those types of guys like where, no, hey, there there's some guys who who don't like getting blowjobs either. Mm. 
No, I'm serious. Well, like those people exist. Oh, uh, we could probably. Well, either way, Boston, smell you later, and uh, yep. Tampa. Tampa, Washington's going to be. Uh, I'm not that excited for that. Let's not I, talk I can't about even that. Boys, boys, Washington, Pitt. Let's stick to the second round here, right? So Ovi finally beats Sid. What do you guys think? You guys <laughs> called it. You guys both called it. I mean, I, I thought that I thought that Pittsburgh would at least four seven. Hence my bet tonight. I, and the, I had them in regulation too, so I figured a hundred percent they're going to win in overtime. I mean, you guys said it before. It's, I mean, they're going to do it until they don't. So it finally, you know, the time had come. Biz, you said they were underrated. On nobody's talking about them all year. Another true fact: Crosby was on the ice for twelve of the last thirteen Penguins goals. He did all he could do. Um, Washington just has a. They have a good team that's rounding into form. Holpe looks unbelievable, and. The tank's catching some heat. He made some funky plays throughout the series. But just overall, Pittsburgh played over 300 games in the last three years. I mean, that's just so much hockey. And it's so hard to continue to do it at this level. Two in a row hadn't been done since the late 90s. Three in a row since the early 80s may never again happen. And what's exciting is we will not have a Bruins. I'm sorry. We will not have a, a, a Blackhawks, Kings, uh, Penguins You know, title this year. We're going to get a new team in the mix. but. Uh, congrats to the Capitals and their fans. They deserve it. I will say tonight, they did it. They did it. Oh, the Caps here. Dude, you, you're halfway there. Like, whole settle down here. Let's set see here. You have eight of the 16 wins. Like, yeah, you beat Pittsburgh finally. But, I mean, let's not start screaming that it's like a lock that they're going to win the cup. All right. What do you feel? Yeah, like just jumping on Ryan's point, I think the Washington teams, like the baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, I think they were like a combined 0-13 in like games that would take them yeah. to the conference finals in each respective sport. So they finally broke through. I think that's probably why they're so elated. And it's just been a jinx. It's been, what, 19, I think they said 19 years since they've even been to a conference final. And it's a long time coming, man. Ovechkin's been there for a while, you know, and they've had to watch Sid win, you know, what, three cups now. Um, but, you know, you got to tip your hat to Pittsburgh, what they've done. Like, again, a piggyback of Ryan said, that's a hell of a run. I mean, that's the best run its team's had in 20 years since the Red Wings. Um, actually, yeah, well, the back to, from the back-to-back factor, I mean, three in a row would have been impressive as hell. I just, you're going against, you know, so much uh, fucking games you play. I would say 300 in the last three years. That's crazy. Over. Over and the fact that Sid is still producing just shows you how good of a player he is. But um, man, I, I mean, I, I like I said, Hopi was was locked in. He was the difference in this series. He was much better than Matt Murray. I thought it was a couple of games Murray really wasn't that great. A um, couple of times he, I think he got beat on the <clears throat> same type of breakaway. He opened up a real wide five hole. He just wasn't anywhere close to the level uh, Hopi was. And yeah, I'm not surprised. I think I think I had Washington six. It might have been seven, but yeah, I, I I had them moving on and they didn't. Um, I can't wait to see them in Tampa, but Tampa play. It's going to be a pretty great series. I thought Pitt ran out of gas. They really had no secondary scoring. Uh, Broussard just really didn't get it done. Uh, man, Phil Kessel didn't look like Phil Kessel. You didn't hear his name that much. No, he just he, he just wasn't as dominant as in years past, of course, with Malkin coming off that injury. Um, I just had a gut instinct. Uh, here's a Here's a fun fact for you. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin has no OT winners in playoff history. Really? Yeah. I so I don't think Lemieux, Messier, or Gretzky did either. From I know that I'm, don't I'm, I know there was like a, a list they were of just great blowing players. teams out like eight three in yeah. the playoffs. 
Crosby and Gensel were, were un, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I just thought that they were carrying way too much the load. Uh, mm-hmm. RA, you, know, you got Holpe's numbers. And, and keep in mind, Holpe didn't start the first two games of these playoffs. Yeah, his playoff numbers. I, I wasn't able to get him for just the Pittsburgh series. But right now he's got a, uh, what eight and three with a nine, two, six and a two oh four. You know, pretty solid stuff for the playoffs. Um, I mean, obviously, Mark andre Fleury leading the lead. Well, we can get to him later, but he's at the top. And, you know, Matt Murray, he was great the last two years. But this year, 6-6 six and six with a 9.08 and a 2.43. I mean, a 9.08 save percentage, you're not going to get too far in the playoffs with that. And, and I think that, again, that was the difference, man. When, you, you know, when your goaltender doesn't match the other end, and we saw it in the, in the Boston series, too. Uh, you know, Russ didn't lose that series for them, but there were games he could have been a little better and it might have swung, swung a game here or there. Um, but, you know, hope he's going to be tough to beat, man. He's just, like I said, we, we saw this his first playoffs uh, 2012. He just, he locks in and he's the last guy at Washington we'll probably have to worry about going hit from yeah, going on in now. They just got to hope their forwards and go. Uh, Whit, I want to get your thoughts on John Carlson. Doesn't really get talked about a ton, and he's been lights out this playoffs. I thought he's probably been the, I would say, the second best defenseman in these playoffs, other than Buff. Buff, <laughs> big Buff. Carlson, Carlson's about to get paid. Dude, paid. What do they do? Aaron Hernandez style. Not probably not the best guy to bring up. John Carlson, dude, he skates. He has a rocket from the point. Yeah, he does. Skates very well. Head up all the time. I mean, yeah, it looks pretty easy being at the top of the umbrella and dishing over to Ovi, who's just rifling one-timer shelf. But still, it's all about every time giving it to him in the same spot. Guys like it in the same area uh, in terms of ripping a one-timer. Ovi's no different. I mean, he can kind of shoot it from everywhere. But he plays a shitload of minutes. I'm wondering, like, I feel like he. Lo- I, I mean, I don't know, but I'm. I'm. I'm hearing. I've always kind of heard he really likes it there. Uh, he plays a huge role. So like Washington, did do they do? Do they give a big push to try to keep him? They, they have a lot of money tied up. You know, Orlov got a huge deal last summer for thirty million. Um, Orpik makes a good amount of money. So you're wondering what'll happen if they'll be able to re-sign him. But he certainly only proved he he could he could he has a legitimate gripe about not being up for the Norris this year, and he's just kind of carried that play into the postseason and to touch more on Washington you know this is the one year where they didn't really make a big move last year they brought in Shattenkirk and probably took some of Carlson's minutes away of course you know him being the the power uh, the quarterback of the power play so you know Wash has kind of done everything a lot differently this year and and it seems to be working for him and and you guys mentioned it let's not get too ahead of ourselves they still got halfway to go and they still got a mountain to climb with uh with Tampa Bay and then whoever wins the west if they can get by Tampa so uh, anything else you guys want to chime in on on that series uh which maybe go with dollar dollar bill y'all from Kenny Powers instead of the murderous wide receiver Aaron Hernandez. I never seen Kenny He Powers. was a he was a tight end for the Patriots Oh, yeah, that's right. But he played like a wide receiver. You never saw um, uh, what the fuck was oh. Kenny Powell's show called? What's Grinnell? You know it. What was uh, Eastbound and Down? Eastbound and Down. Oh, you never watched it? Did you ever no, see it? No, I never even saw that. Hey, uh, must be nice. We'll lead in to the next series. Flower Penguins out. He's still playing. Who would have guessed that? I mean, boys, come on. I mean, I was on Vegas all year. I've been on Vegas all year. So I knew. I knew. But Flurry to be playing and <laughs> Pittsburgh to be done. Who saw that? Well, I mean, now saying that, it was the right move. You take the younger goalie and and 
Um, oh, oh, I mean, I understand the move, but I'm just right. saying, like, pretty cool for Flurry to be like, I'm going to yes. go prove I'm still a number one, and I've carried well, this team to the Western Conference Finals. Well, not only is his team playing, I think he's got four shutouts this playoffs already. And R.A., do you, do you have his other good? numbers for us? Oh, I got him right here. Uh, let's see, Marc-Andre Flurry, who, by the way, we had several near misses with him to have him on the show this year. We were in communication with his people, and he never turned it down. Just uh, timing could never line up. Every day we had to record, he was on the road or practicing or whatever. We So hopefully, maybe, you know, see what happens. Maybe we could finagle something but anyways he's uh eight and two with a nine five one and a one five three with four eight of those wins four of those are shutouts those are fucking obscene numbers man he's in that zone right now that we've seen with like a js jagea back in old three so he's up he's probably up for mvp right now if they win it he's your hands down con smite favorite in the clubhouse right now no especially and especially if vegas wins because they don't really have anyone pulling the rope that hard. They just do it collectively as a group. Uh, I think their highest scorer right now is March or so, and he's at 18 overall. Uh, that's probably show us 18 points. Or oh, no, you're saying 18th no, in playoff scoring. He, he's 18th in playoff scoring with Whoa. 11 points, and that, that probably has a lot to do with the fact that they haven't played as many games as some of these other teams. But nonetheless, just collectively as a group, they get it done. Very timely scoring, and. Uh, yeah, their, their their biggest catalyst right now has to be Flurry, and and in that San Jose series, you have to go back to that Couture save. And oh that, my God, that was that, that's a game saver. It and, was. And that, and that's such a that's a that's a TSN turning point. Couture, I fucking never say his name right. Same he name. was he was shocked. He's just I think the whole place was just in shock. Like of all guys, you want on San Jose to get the puck there. He just has the pill in the perfect position, and Flurry robs him with the quickest glove save. He looks so good right now. Biz, I, I meant to tell you, I interviewed him when we were on NHL Network, and I interviewed him. And uh, so I was like, Flurry, do you used to go to Olive Garden before every pregame meal in Vegas? Because remember, he used to just crush that in Wilkes-Barre and Pittsburgh. He's like, no, no. He's, so he's like kind of laughing, and then they're like, hey, tell us something about Whitney. Tell us something funny about Whitney from playing with him. He goes... Oh, I just remember his body was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that bad that it's uh, people remember it. He's just like, I remember thinking, like, how are you a professional athlete with that body? And I was like, yeah, it's like a bag of milk. He's like, yeah, yeah, bag of milk. That's it, bag of milk. <laughs> he does get the best smile in hockey, though, that guy. Oh. Nice hey, Biz, just to jump back on your point, that's a great point with uh, Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> as far jump as back the- on your point. That's a great point. <laughs> point. Point to this, dude. I'm looking at Vegas right now. Yeah, you know, Machiso and Riley Smith both have 11 points. They they got 16, 15 guys who have at least one point, but it's one, one, two, three, three. For like all these guys got like six and seven points. Like two guys got 11, one guy got 10. Wild Bill, and then it's just like guys with seven, six, five points. It's it's insane. It reminds me like the old like the New Jersey Devils with Marty Brodeur. You know, like Brodeur did all the work, and they would just get fucking offense from everybody because. You know, these guys aren't even sniffing the top of the scoring shots, and it really don't matter. And uh, I, I believe I read this on Twitter today, too. Eight eight different guys have game winners for them. So uh, that's uh, that just goes to show everything. I might be wrong. There might be seven, but uh, I read something on Twitter today. Not a big deal. I, uh, I want to I switch to Evander Kane because uh, people were a little uh, frustrated with him not producing as much. But uh, some news came out after they were finished. Grinelli, you got the injury update. Yeah, he had a uh, separated shoulder and an uh, MCL uh, injury, a tough MCL injury. He had so, a torn motivator cuff and a torn, uh, 
What is the other one, Viz? Oh, Torn Hartledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying he did. I just reuse no. those anytime I can. Uh, Vic, just an update. Victor Avidson just said a second of the night in empty netter. Still four minutes left. Four nothing. Nashville looks like we're going to have a game seven, gentlemen. Uh, back in Nashville, I believe uh, Wednesday night. So congratulations on the victory, and uh, we still got Nashville alive, buddy. So if Nashville, just to keep everyone up to date here, if Nashville pulls out, I go four and zero in the second round. Grinelli, uh, what's Wit at as far as his record Whoa. so far? He, he's zero three right now, but if Nashville pulls it out, I believe he will be one and three for the. Uh... Oh, nice. So I don't even know what like what to say, and what really sucks is our. I think like since Biz has joined our podcast, has gotten like significantly like more popular maybe or bigger it feels like more people are listening maybe because it's the playoffs biz you might actually have nothing to do with it you peasant but either way for a lot of people listening for the first time like my dad used to say like you you never get a second chance at a first impression Mm -hmm. first impressions last forever so like i'm just gonna eat all the rest of my life for people who listen like that i'm a joke like i'm a loser picker i don't even know like what to say at this point i mean Pittsburgh pick, I mean, I'm confident in going back in that one. San Jose, I'm just blatantly picking against Vegas. I'm going to continue that because I'll finally be right unless they win the cup, like I've said. And then, I mean, Boston, they look great. I mean, in game one. (laughs) So I had that okay look in there. And what was the last series? And then Nashville could still keep me alive. So it's pathetic. It's not a good look for the podcast. It's not a good look for me personally. I got strangers. I'm playing in a golf tournament today and tomorrow. I got this guy coming up to me. Hey, I listen to your podcast. You can't pick a winner for the life of it. I said, thanks, buddy. I'm trying to tee off for fuck's sake. Jesus. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I think I'm, I'm at two and one right now. If Nashville comes back and wins, I'll go three and one this round. But I had a guy saying like, oh, dude, I listen to you talking about the Bruins. And I, I ended up jumping on them. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm a Bruins fan. Of course, I'm going to bet the Bruins. Tell you to pick the Bruins. Like, don't listen to me about the fucking Bruins. My high, you know, that's why I don't really bet those games because you're hot in them. But yeah, I'm looking at three and one. I still haven't really done any series bets. The best part is I had Tam- I had a future on Tampa. Oh, so yeah. it's six to one. Dude, you like, what a f- like phony Bruins fan thing. You tweeted that out like the minute they lost. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I tweeted with- like an upset tweet, just like a woohoo, I got Tampa six to one. Well, it, had the Homer Simpson, it had the Homer Simpson video, like from when he fucking, like, he walks out of the bar, like, he becomes a bandwagon isotopes fan. He walks in, he becomes a bandwagon fan overnight. That was the, the joke. You had to kind of watch the video, I guess. <laughs> well, I figured, consider you just gave us the scoring update. Looks like Nashville's going to pull this one off and, and uh, head back to Nashville. Uh, I guess let's start with PK Subban. Very confident words in the locker room. Uh, he's one guy when he says that. I know these guarantee wins are getting. Dude, they're so overrated now. They're right. so overrated. Sure, I'll I'll agree with that. But but PK is one of those guys. He's so confident. He meant every word he said. He's the cockiest guy in the world. But I. I I, lo- I like like that about him. If I'm ever picking a guy, you want a guy that's so confident in himself and that team. And man, they went in there tonight, and and I think they have all the momentum going back home because now hey. Winnipeg's got to get on the plane, go Nashville crowd, and who they bringing out for the anthem? Oh man! Hopefully they get the words hey, right. What about, Garth, what about Garth Brooks? Hey, what <laughs> Renee. Hey, hey, what if they flew Renee down just to troll the whole league, just to get him out there? A little do a little do smash my new TV. Oh wait, 
before we move away from PK, uh, yeah, I just quickly see. did did Lady uh, Lady Antebellum mess up the anthem? Uh, what? yeah, it just yeah, I just said that. Yeah, they screwed up the anthem. Oh, sorry, you probably tried to interrupt. I didn't me even I hear you talking. say that. I know, I mean it either. Go ahead, all right. Did you screw it up like you screwed up her name there? Lady Antebellum. That's no, the name of the. Man. That's the name of the band. Yeah, they screwed up the anthem. They, they, one of them started singing. A, they, well, they screwed up a word, and then one started singing a different verse, and then like the, the crowd actually kind of got their back. But you know, it's a bad look, man. You, you know, it's one thing if it's not your country, but just get cue cards. But but what was cool about it, I thought, like in this day and age when a lot of people don't like to take responsibility for things they fuck up on, they tweeted about it after, like, "Oops, we goofed. Sorry." Like they kind of had like a sheepish, like funny tweet. I was like, all right, you know what? That's that's fine. You know, like you, you're off the hook. Not that they were on the hook, but hey, you know, we fucked up. We owned it, and people forget. That's people. Most people should learn from that. Um. So the the, the, the Predators, uh, going into tonight's game six in, in Winnipeg, they had split the four games they'd played so far that season. And the last time they, they won in game four, and then they won on February 27th. Those were the last two home losses Winnipeg had, and then they had one tonight. So the last three losses they've had since the end of February have all three been to Nashville. We figured this would go seven. This was the this was the most exciting. This has been the best series. This has been the most exciting series, the best hockey. So glad we're getting a special game seven. And I don't think anyone's surprised. They're just they're so evenly matched. But Pecorine in game five, I mean, that's a bad effort. He did not play well. So you gotta think going home. I don't know if he'll be thinking about that. He was great tonight. We gotta he, did he end up getting the shutout? You jinxed he did the other, you jinxed him. I know, I fucking that was that was the ultimate whammy last show, man. I couldn't have did that anywhere else. But yeah, it's over. He, Pekka got the so, four nothing shutout, by the shutout, way. I mean, that's buzzing into game seven. Now, now RA saying that before this game, he he hasn't had a, a very good playoff. And and I know we talked about last year against Pittsburgh. I thought he was uh he hurt them a lot. I thought Nashville outplayed Pittsburgh for the most part. What were his numbers coming into tonight? Uh, what we got? They weren't too great. I know that. Uh, but he's moving on. He's he just went to seven and five. But well, actually, this this doesn't have tonight's game. But eight nine seven going into tonight with a three two three. Those aren't numbers you expect to move on to a conference final at all. Um, but you know, well, it's Winnipeg scored six goals one game. So that can that just kind of throws the numbers off so much. So if you took Correct. that game out, it might be in the that's his numbers. Years. But the point I'm getting to is he's going to probably win the Vesna, and those aren't Vesna like numbers. I thought that his team's done a good job of uh, rallying him and getting him back when when he hasn't been great. Uh, and and man, next game is is crazy. One of these teams is going to go home. I'm not necessarily that upset about the way the alignment's gone because I believe any of those teams in Vegas are, are going to put on a show for for hockey. Um, moving on from that conversation. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, go ahead. I wanted to say two quick things. One about the guarantee. Guarantees. Mark Messier is the guarantee man. That's the guarantee now. Especially on elimination games, you just say it, and if you lose, you go home, and it's it's forgotable. Guarantees are like it just they don't they're not they're not legit anymore to me. Um, Torch just had one, and how'd that turn out? That yeah, that's one thing. Second thing, just quickly about the series, I didn't know if we we're moving on from it. Nikolai Ehlers doesn't have a goal yet. He had twenty nine in the regular season. He's a fast little motherfucker out there who flies around and has sick skill. So. 29 goals in the regular season, doesn't have one yet. Is that a guy in Game 7 who steps up like Kyle Connor did, who in Game 5 
that was filthy. I don't know. He had two goals. He had a ridiculous assist to Shifley. So this kid, that's someone who steps it up. Maybe maybe Ehlers can be that guy in game seven. Yeah, he definitely looks dual wits. What, actually, what was the line that game tonight? I, I haven't been betting, so I haven't been looking. But, dude, Pekka was a slam dunk tonight. When Anytime a goalie gives up five or six and gets pulled, the next game, I've said they're almost automatic. Do you remember what the line was? Um, I think it was well, Nash. Nashville was plus 120, I think. Nashville was, was plus 140. Nashville was plus 140. Winnipeg was minus One, 160. I had a 130, actually, on the site. Well, well, I was actually going to get into Kyle Connor when you mentioned him, Wit. And, uh, American born. Uh, I watched him play a couple times earlier in the season when uh, Arizona traveled there, and I, and I didn't even know who the kid was, and I was blown out away, blown away. Oh, you noticed Ooh. him that, that much? Oh, first time. I'm like, who's this Connor kid? I, I don't even remember seeing him in the American League for the Moose. Uh, and then another thing I want to mention was Paul Stastny. I thought that's been a great pickup for them at the deadline. And uh, he's been uh, playing good. Adds a, a definitely some depth to their lineup, and he's uh, he's been chipping in offensively. That's that's what a guy. I mean, you could tell when he got traded from St. Louis. Braden Shen had the quotes how upset they were. I mean, he's a really good player, solid two way centerman, great he guy too. Great. That's what I was gonna say. The best locker room guy. Never heard a bad word of, ever spoken about him. Just a fun loving dude. Likes to have a good time. Great teammate, always a smile on his face. So just adding not only his game, how good he is in the power play, he's such good, like deft little passes, saucer passes, but he's just a guy that you add not only for the ice, but for the room. You get a guy in the, like that in the room, it just loosens it up even more, and I'm sure Winnipeg had a great thing going. But all of a sudden, you get a funny dude who's laid back but still ready to play when the big games are going. That just helps the team so much in so many different ways. So great trade right there. And Kyle Connor, I mean, this kid played at Michigan – it's 71 points in his Oof. freshman year, one year in college. Turned pro right away. I mean, this year, spent a little time in the AHL this year. Played four games, five points, though. I don't remember if it was coming off an injury or if, I think he might have struggled at the beginning of the year. And But if even if it, no matter what, to go down and dominate and be like, all right, to get confidence, it's actually a great thing you don't see happen that often. So you uh, are you reiterating the fact that last year was was his first year, or is this his rookie season? Well, so right after he his freshman year, which was sixteen, no, fifteen, sixteen, he like didn't do anything. He didn't play till sixteen, seventeen. He didn't like leave right after school and play that season. You know what I mean? So last year was his first year pro, and he's. Spent most of the time in the AHL. Twenty games up, he got. Okay, so yeah, so then I, I would have played against him, and 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 no offense to him, I just didn't notice him. So this guy kind of accelerated very quickly because you're saying he spent the 16, 17 season in Manitoba mostly, correct? Most of it, and he had forty four points in fifty two games, which only is not five bad. Points in twenty games in the NHL, and then just explodes this year. And uh, Ra, I want you to pull up these numbers if you got them. Uh, one guy who. You know, they, they, they went out and got this year, Nashville, was Kyle Turris, and that was to add a little bit of depth at, at center ice and, of course, to, to add some more offense. Uh, he has struggled quite a bit uh, at putting up some points here in playoffs. <laughs> Kyle Turris, 11 games played, not including tonight. Uh, he had zero goals and three assists so far in the playoffs. Um, I know Whitney mentioned him earlier <clears throat> on one of the podcasts about him needing, needing him to – to get going for Nashville to move on, but uh, they've done it in spite of him. Uh, he hasn't done much. I think uh, having Johansson back, which they lost him late last year, he's been immense this this time around. So 
Yeah, but, Kyle Taras, but that's the thing. Some series guys just they don't match up well, and then the next series they squiggle off a six, seven, eight, not eight goals, but whatever. So, all know, right, are you considering? Uh, are you considering? It's. I mean, it's not hedging at all, but like, if Nashville wins, you still have them for the future, and you take Winnipeg in Game Seven. Um. I don't want to bet again. I think Nashville at home, they're not going to lose two in a row at home, are they? They've been bad at home this postseason, though. Yeah, they they have. This, the defense has been discombobulated at home. We're not used to seeing that. Um, but, you know, having been in that bond, shout out to Grinelli last year, that place is going to be in fucking insane. Uh, game seven in there. The, I mean, they're, they're going to be so fired up. I, I don't think, I think Rick Rennie will be fine. I think he might have like kind of locked back in. The fact he went into hostile territory tonight after getting pulled at home and shut out that team, I think they're going to be feeling it, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Nashville does win as far as hedging. I don't know. Um, I, I got a lot of fucking shit balls in the air, real life things going on. So I, I don't even know if I'm going to try anything. I still get Tampa Bay on the <laughs> okay, other side. Okay, so we got I'm, I'm hoping for Tampa now. Come on, you know what, what I can't fucking. What are you Holy talking? fuck, dude. Spamoke, man. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Just get your thought out. Yeah, fucking killing me tonight. Fucking right. South American team. Now, one one thing I know you're you were sick of the guarantees with. Uh, I don't mean to be a, a, a party pooper here. I feel like the whole the offensive line and Mariota drinking out a catfish before the game, I think that's kind of the novelties wore off a little bit. They I, did it last year. I said the same thing. It was good. It was funny. I, I think it's time to move on. You got to switch it up. I, I mean, all, I'm all for morale, but it kind of threw them off last game. And, and, and do you think that they're going to go back to it? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they will. I think those guys are more just like, Hey, can we come to the game again and get crushed and pour beer over each other's heads? Like, I mean, if they're asking to do it, they're not going to say no. Especially for a game seven, they're not going to fucking stop now. I mean, you know, it's the place is going to be off the wall. People like go to the extremes with that shit. You know, it, it is, I know, it is a shtick though. It's like a Saturday Night Live character. Eventually, people are going to get sick of it. But I don't know, man. And if if you're at the game and you're a fucking crazy lineman like that. I got to see what the floor looks like. It must be like on a killing floor, like in a slaughterhouse, like where everything can just slide through and end up on the ground after. Cause that's a fucking, it must be an ugly scene for the people have to clean that after fish guts and fucking beer. Blech. Oh yeah. Um, boys, uh, that pretty much wraps it up. I know that uh, next podcast we're going to be talking about the finishing uh, of this Nashville Winnipeg series. And then we're going to get to go on to get uh, all of Whitney's loser picks for the conference finals. And uh, what do he's going to, He's going to lose you guys some more money. Wait, literally do the opposite of what first comes to mind. Dude, you can't do that when you're gambling because my brain then knows that I'm doing that. So I'm I'm going to pick like who I who I like. I'm going to pick who I don't want, knowing that the opposite would be who I do want. Oh, you mean you're going to overthink it? Yeah, like, dude, that's I mean. Have you talked to me for more than five minutes? I'm an overthinker, bro. <laughs> I mean, if I'm thinking, I'm overthinking. So, I, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not good at all. I mean, all right. Well, uh, you get all a right. second mortgage from the same mortgage. Oh, apparently, you're moving into a mansion soon. Yeah, that's true. Well, congratulations. And I wouldn't say it's a mansion, though. How many bedroom? Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> Six, seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, four, I think. <laughs> Not really, girl. 
Boys, anything else you guys want to touch uh, on? I just want to bring up Tom Patterson. Not sure if you ever heard of him. Tom Patterson, just a normal guy. He became so frustrated by the fit and feel of his undergarments. He wanted to do something about it. You know, as you get older, you know, gravity starts to take its toll. I kind of get what Tom was getting at. He went home. He, he sketched up some smarter designs, had to tailor sew a few prototypes, and voila, the revolutionary Tommy John underwear was born. That was 10 years ago already. In the decade since, Tommy John has sold over 5 million pairs of underwear. I got them on myself right now, dude. They keep everything so snug. Like I said, guys, you get a little older, gravity starts taking its toll. Or whatnot, you know, you want to keep everything nice and comfy, man. Tommy John, you can't beat it. No, no, no pun intended. As a customer myself, I'll tell you firsthand, they're worth every penny. Tommy John uses proprietary fabrics and innovative designs to make sure the legs never ride up, the waistband never rolls down, and it's impossible to get a wedgie. That's the best part. Plus, Tommy John's time saving horizontal quick drop fly can only be described as life-changing especially when you're having a few pups at the bar gotta get to the urinal quick boom tommy john's great for that don't believe me try them for yourself man since all tommy john underwear is backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee you have absolutely nothing to lose join the revolution against uncomfortable undergarments and make the switch to tommy john no adjustment needed Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash chicklets for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash chicklets. That's C-H-I-C-L-E-T-S for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash chicklets. Uh, what did I want to ask you guys? Come on, Dude, man. some kid pulled the dumbest move in history the other day. I actually thought about you guys and wrote it down on my podcast, on my phone notes. I'm in a liquor store, and this I'm in the wine aisle with my buddy. And this kid sitting in the wine aisle, dude, he looked like the com- this complete muppet. He's just like, hey, can I help you guys? I'm like, hey, yeah, do you have Camus? Camus wine? No, I said just Camus, but we're in the wine aisle. The kid goes, is it wine? I go, yeah, dude, it's red wine. Like, that's what we're looking for. It's expensive. He's like, he's like hold, yeah, obviously. He's like, hold on, hold on, dude. Dude, the kid walks to the end and he looks. He goes, ah. Uh, we have uh, this conundrum. And I was like, dude, did you just say that? Because that's one with C. And he's like, oh, is that not what you said, man? I was like, holy shit. This kid melted my skull, dude. I was like, did you just said that because it was a C to start conundrum. He's like, oh, my bad, bro. So, I, I mean, I thought of you guys on that one. Kind of remind me of if Grinelli worked in a liquor store. Brunelli, by the way, you're, you're, you're escaping these picks scot-free as well. You tweeted on Friday night and Sunday afternoon, Bruins by a million. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was in one all weekend, though, so that doesn't really count. I saw I saw Grinelli Friday night. He was loaded. He was dancing on top of tables. Fucking really? Bro- oh, yeah. I, I met him at one of my buddies. Grinelli goes hard, Biz. Pulling broads? Um, dude, there was some couple smoke bombs he introduced me to. I don't know how he, I actually, I know he didn't get laid that night because I put on a slice. Is Grinelli, is Grinelli getting residual kills from the podcast? I was going to say that if this, I'm, this podcast is a success when you tell me, Grinelli, you got laid from it. That's what I'm like. Okay, we made it. Are you kidding me? Get a spit and chicklets tuxedo on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, I wear uh, like spit and chicklets every night. spit and chicklets t-shirts at the game? Yeah, no, I saw a bunch. I saw them at hey, the so bars before. We tell people, like, oh, we're releasing that shirt, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was a thumbs up. So we're releasing a shirt. Um, how do we describe it? What, what, you guys want me to tell you about it? Yeah, yeah, because I actually don't. Nah. Well, well, I've talked, nah. I've talked to guys who uh, 
Oh, okay, I get it. That was, that was a Russian yes. Oh, you are Canadian. You, I'm not slow, eh? I'm Canadian. They think I'm slow, eh? I'm just Canadian. <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard to hear what you actually say because it comes out like in a different language. So it does like, like, but... like voices of like aliens and Simpson right. people. And I never know what the dude's saying yeah, just like If you just said it normal, then I'd be able to understand it. But I have to like filter through the bullshit. Um, but the RA, the, the reason why we're doing a Russian gas t-shirt is because when when I first started playing pro, like you know, it, uh, social media wasn't really around then, so you had to talk to someone who had actually played in Russia. And I don't want to say talk that, to people at dinner too and shit. Oh, it was the worst. But you know, you you would talk to these guys, and I won't say their names because if if I do, their their families will be at risk because of course you know the Russian mob will probably come scoop them up and end their lives. Uh, but <laughs> they they would go in the trainer room, and after games, they would have legit ivs coming out of uh, uh brick walls so you just see the, the 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 iv part you wouldn't see the bag and they would just strap into them and and all these russian guys would be getting juiced up after games wait and you I, don't know i did that before games oh oh whoa, so you did it whoa. yeah uh, this one wasn't coming out of the wall though this one was just this spec specially like packaged iv and guys would take it right before the game i'm like what are they taking the trainers like you want one after warm-ups, I did it against Mo- Moscow Dynamo, and, dude, I was flying out there, <laughs> flying. I've told this on the podcast. I was yeah. skating around. I was skating around, rushing it up ice, first man back. I was like I was like Yans out there. I was like Keith Yandel, skating-wise, and I was like, I could play in the show again. I had an apple. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get signed again. And then after, I was like, oh, my God, I was on the Russian gas, bro. And, and I've heard I've heard of guys being handed pills too, and they take the pills, and they're like, "Biz, you, you, you ask what it is, they just say pills, pills." And and uh, I, once again, I don't want to say the guy's name because then I'm throwing him right out of the kunkle. But uh, this uh, this this Russian gas stuff's no joke. Maybe I'll make a comeback too. Maybe I'll head over there. Hey. Dude, th- why is coming out of the wall like that? Sounds like the combination of like a glory hole and an opium den. Like you have no idea <laughs> what they're putting in. All right, that was the funniest thing you've said all episode. Yes, it's exactly what it's like. Congratulations. Yeah, but you also need, like, you also, like, wouldn't mind if it was, like, at night and they had the Russian gas at, like, what do they call those? Oh, they make people sleep in a... A lot of the KHL teams make people... This is so embarrassing, I can't think of this. A hostel wit? No, no, dude, the players go to... Baza, Baza, I think it's called. Maybe that's wrong, too. This is so yeah. bad. Either way, like you have to go. Like a lot of the teams make guys the night before games, even at home, go sleep in these like dorms. Well, yeah. I guess my question with is, what you if guys they had have... one that put you to sleep too? Though it'd be perfect. Yeah, liquid ambient. But wait, liquid would they ambient. have? Would they have uh, a drug testing at all? Um, they had drug testing. I never got drug tested, but yeah, they have drug testing. But I mean, so so it, <laughs> you what's come out like lately? Do you think they like looked at it? So were you not worried at all when you stuck this needle in your arm, knowing what you were getting? I was just like, guy, all like ten guys are taking this before games. Like, I'll do it, and I was amazing. And there's like six games left in the year, and then I did it, and I was sick in the first round too. We lost. A drug test in Russia is they hold out a bunch of drugs, and you have to tell them what each drug is. <laughs> well, I, I like that one. So we figured, why not release a shirt talk? Because we talk about the Russian gas a lot, and uh, you know, we we make assumptions of certain guys who are on it. But uh, ultimately, when we're talking about show guys, we're just kidding. But 
but over in yeah, Russia yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah, GK. So I, I think we're how many guys in the NHL do steroids. I, I tell people like I didn't know one. I don't think I definitely played with one, but I don't like besides like the, the guys we always mentioned from like the back in the Iron League days in the AHL. Like I can't think of any I know of. So people might smoke me for this comment, but there was some yeah. Uh, you remember the time when uh, there was a couple of years back to back where during the season Ovechkin had like a tough start, and he went back like, over to Russia. Relative died. Yeah, like so, yeah, so, and then he would come back, and then he'd be taking like two and a half minute shifts with five hits and had two goals, and then he and then he finally go change, and then first game back like, in Russia is like nineteen shots on goal, <laughs> pissed all over the seat after the game, and and clearly I'm joking, but I'm also half joking. Hey, I mentioned the killing floor a few minutes ago. Don't let the name throw you, Jimmy. It's not really a floor. It's more of a steel grating that allows material to sluice through so it can be collected and exploded. That's not for you three. That's 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 a that's a. Old I thought you were reading a fucking ad. What was that? That's uh that's the great Phil Hartman from the Simpsons episode. People oh. who hear it will know what it is. I know you okay, so not, don't listen. I have a question. How many people tweet you that they they get your your movie reference jokes? Simpsons ones. I bet you he gets three. Now, Simpsons actually get more because you guys even just because you guys don't watch it. The early Simpsons episode is it's up there with all in the family and why. Well, I won't say the Cosby show anymore, but it's up there as one of the greatest shows ever. So people get that. Some of the movie references they do. But as long as a couple people do, that's all. I'm, I know everyone ain't going to get it, but you don't want everybody to get every joke. Then it ain't good. I'll say this. There was a, a period of time for about three or four years where The Simpsons was, was somewhat funny. I think it's one of the most overrated shows all time. I like I remember watching in fifth grade. I liked it in fifth grade. Around that then, time. Like, it's I grew the, up. The first, it's, I think they're on 27 or 28 now. So what it is, it used to be, you know, years ago, if you watch the Simpsons, that was going to be a good one. But now you went up, it's basically a one in three chance of finding a classic Simpsons episode on, on TV any days. But nah, man, the, the, the early years, and then this is obviously me talking, I'm a fan, but you can read any TV history books. The early Simpsons was some of the most influential, funniest television ever made. It was so sharp, brilliant, satire, subcon, like subtlety, all it, it's, it's so fucking funny, man. And people who like grew up on, like you know, obviously I'm still talking about a quote 25 years later that I can remember verbatim so okay I got a question for you would you put South Park up against it to uh, being better I think South Park's pretty genius too the best of the Simpsons shits all over the best of South Park I know people South Park has a lot of fans but the best of the Simpsons is so much better I think than the best of South Park. so you'd give consistency to South Park though uh, you know what? I I can't say I watched enough of it. I mean, I watched it early on. Um, I think pe- I've heard people complain about later South Park is, but The Simpsons has gotten wicked watered down. It, they, what it is is it makes so much fucking money for Fox, they refuse to take it off the air. It's become basically a kid show. Oh. Okay, now I guess we could go into this. <clears throat> How do you feel about all this Apu stuff going on now that people are, are getting all sensitive about uh, his character? Oh, sweet Manjula. I did not know you would bring that up. Well, Why gotta, is it bad that they're saying that, like, what's a poo? What's his thing? A, a poo Nahasapima Petalon. He what's what's his, like, religion or what is he? Like, he's a he's an Indian immigrant. Uh, he lived, he went, lived in Springfield after he went to Springfield High School. Yeah, no, no, dude. I, 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 don't, I don't need his, like, background. I'm saying like, what he is. He's, he's Indian. An, and a bunch of Indians work at, like, Quickie Mart type places. What well, is the problem? Well, I mean... You kind of chimed in there, but I, I believe that he owns the business in the show, correct? 
Yeah, he owns the Quickie Mart. The problem is that this show originally came out in 1990, which like was a very different time in America. And Hank Azaria, who's actually on the show Brock Meyer, I've told you about. He's a he's a great he's a great voice actor. And in the time the show started, you know, I think society has become more aware of other people's cultures, and you know, the internet has given people who previously didn't have a voice they have a voice now. And you know, like uh, we had come to find out, Indian kids in America, you know, they didn't like a poo because they would get called a poo. And this this um, comedian, I forget his name, Harry Condabalu, I believe, made it the the. Uh, the, the problem with Apu, and I watched it with an open mind because, you know, I wanted to see what his, his argument was, and I watched the documentary, and I wasn't really moved by it. Like, his own fucking mother calls him Apu. I, she's like, oh, I called him Apu, too. Like, it's like, so I almost couldn't take him serious after that, but he, they were pissed because they basically, what it is, it's a white guy doing a bad imitation of an Indian guy, which was funny to them 20 years ago, and they think that now it's not as funny, and he's trying God, to... I can't, this shit makes me like... I yeah, well, I, I, I guess, you know? I guess... My no, 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 I know. Yeah. I'm saying like the whole concept of like there's stereotypes that kind of exist for a reason it's funny shit like well yeah, I, I mean i mean do they do they uh overdo the accent a little bit but my only thing is is what part about the character are they really making fun of maybe they're just overemphasizing his accent the guy came to the united states as an immigrant and now owns a business like that's almost like a compliment is that's hilarious because I, I actually when I watched the documentary I was going to write a blog on it and I never got around to it Shaka but I wrote the same thing like you know what's the problem Apu is probably one of the guys with the most integrity in the show and they they they're like yeah he he gouges his customers that's not about being Indian that's about being a, a fucking there's a store, a store 24 type yeah. on There's everything you go there because you have to be, but everything's expensive. It was never calling like oh Indians are going to gouge you. It and, was. And- and people's uh, defense to it also was uh, groundskeeper Willie. If anything, they're a lot more offensive to him because he's a drunk and, and, and a madman. Ah, isn't there an animal a lad that can run a grease Scotsman? <laughs> I is there any, the Simpsons. Is there I gotta go, who, I gotta go, I gotta go. Yeah. When he's, he's about to kill himself. Yeah. Fellas, I just want to talk to you one more second and let you know that this podcast is presented by mybookie.ag. They were huge for me last night. Pekka Rene knew he was going to be great in Winnipeg. Had a minus one and a half plus 260. Boom. Easy money. You could do the same thing. Baseball, NBA playoffs, futures. All that stuff is going on. You think you know who's going to win? Put some money down on the safest online sports book in the world. And the only one we tell our listeners to go to. MyBookie.ag, MyBookie.ag offers all kinds of wages on Major League Baseball. Every playoff game in the best part, you can build your own prop bets. That's wild, man. Almost like fantasy, just say, give me this, give me this, give me that, a proper agent, and they tell you what it's going to pay out. Great stuff. Check them out now. Go to, Use the promo code SPIT for a 50% bonus when you deposit. You know, like I said, we only tell our listeners to go to this site. It's the best one we can use. You get a Las Vegas-style sportbook gambling right in your living room. They got every sport. They got all the – you can even gamble on the video games, man. Not my cup of tea, but I know the young guys like Granelli are into that. You know, Super Mario, is he going to get the coin? Boom, give me a nick on that. You're donezo. So in addition to casino games, you're also getting blackjack, roulette, craps. MyBookies.ag has it all. You can do it on iPhone, iPad, tablet, computer. So you play, you win, you get paid. So if you want to get into the action this summer, go to MyBookie.ag now and sign up with the promo code SPIT to ensure you're eligible for all of our future promotions and bonuses. Visit Las Vegas from your couch and try them out today. Once again, that's MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code SPIT. There's no one who likes his jokes more than you are. Right? I'm going to have a full-blown nightmare after this talk. Uh, all right, boys. All right. We'll wrap it up. Hey, uh, everyone. Oh, yeah. Also, listeners. Oh, yeah. 
We're going to the Big Apple next week. Oh, shit. Bro. Oh, right. um, us four are going to be at the office Monday, day after Mother's Day. Uh, shout out to my wife's first Mother's Day. What do you get for the first Mother's Day? It seems like a big one. You're asking the wrong guy. Um, either way, day oh, after you got to get day. two gifts now? What? You get one for your mom and for your wife? I know. I know. Oh. No, but I get oh, one on Father's Day now, so oh, it's not So either way, though. With your money. Monday. We're going to be there Monday. You guys are there a couple days. I then I go to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at NHL Network. But Wednesday night, let's watch a game um, at the studio or at the office or whatever. Sure. Fucking right. I'm I took so, I'm down for the week. I'm doing wait, We're gonna do a week. podcast Monday and from from the studio so the audio will be fantastic. Um okay, a couple things. Uh the trailer for the yeah, when's that coming out? It, it drops on Thursday. And uh we're gonna have the the creator of Eagle Energy, one of the main sponsors of the doc, uh come on and, and tell his story. Uh he's yeah, a, this he's, guy sounds like I can't I got questions for this dude. Yeah, he's he's a character. And and then uh, we believe that it's gonna the whole show is gonna drop on the starting the 14th on, on Monday, which is why we're going to NYC, and it's gonna run 14th uh, all week, one episode a day for five days, and I'm very excited for everyone to see it. I think it's gonna crush it. All right, um, boys. Jeez. Yeah, we have longer goodbyes than a fucking couple of kids and puppy love for Christ's sake. I know, I know. Um, it's, it's off to it's, it's off fun. to uh, change a diaper. Yo, yo, hold up, guys. One more last, one last important note before we let you go, okay? You want to go to store.barstoolsports.com with the promo code CHICKETS for 15% off everything. You go to click on the podcast, find Spitting Chickets. We got the Chucky McAvoy Barstool crossover hats, premium line quilted hoodies, bomber jackets. We got the Henleys, perfect for the summer. Saturdays up for the boys. Pool floats are out now. Anything you want in the store site is 15% off using the Chicklets code. That's C-H-I-C-L-E-T-S. Again, that's store.bostoolsports.com. Promo code Chicklets for 15% off. Don't tell El Prez. Oh, smell you later. See you, boys. Peace.